we've kind of lost our way in some sense where we used to be fiction writers and you know local artists and musicians and whatnot like all of that kind of happens online now so i would encourage people it's not even the type of art you create i think if you focus on the 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 output is the problem if you just focus on the input that's the big deal like i didn't arrive here because i had this plan and i arrived here i arrived here because every day i was working and it morphed into what it is now. So I almost would caution people like you really can't predict, you know, if you make it a habit. And, and I think the important part, like I said, is combining my faith with my art. Until I did that, both of them were kind of stagnant, right? But when I put them together and I worked on it, I arrived where I'm at now. You're listening to the Pocket Pulpit Podcast with Sarah Kinzer and Hector Martinez, part of the TCB Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Pocket Pulpit Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Hector, and today we have, again, always, uh, <laughs> my friend, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hey, hey. Uh, today we've got with us Paul Mignard, who you may know uh, from his social media accounts, Sketchy Sermons. Hey, welcome, Paul. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely. It's great to have you with us. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Um, Paul, tell us, first we want to know, like, who are you? What do you do? Who are your people? That sort of stuff. Yeah, so my, my prepared spiel is my name is Paul Mignard. I'm 44 years old and live in Lynchburg, Virginia with my wife and two young boys during the day. I write software for a living, but early in the morning and late at night, I draw pictures for the internet on my account, Sketchy Sermons, where it's usually interesting people saying interesting things, mostly faith-based, but sometimes I veer off into other yeah. things. So what platforms are you on and what's your preferred platform? So primarily I'm on Instagram. Uh, I, I mean, I'm on all the platforms, but I'm, I'm most active on Instagram. That's where the most discussion seems to happen. I, I try to get traction on Twitter, but uh, I don't think I'm controversial enough or in, I shouldn't say that I'm not insightful enough with words to <laughs> do anything on Twitter, but I hang around for all the conversations there. And I, I do post to Facebook and I'm active, but uh, I find the software itself is really difficult to use like once you set up the business page all of a sudden it's just like red numbers everywhere and i mm -hmm. i don't can't deal with all that so <laughs> i yeah. post on facebook and then i run away back to instagram <laughs> yeah yeah that seems to be a trend <laughs> oh yeah 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 well paul we we want to hear the story behind sketchy sermons so how did this start what gave you the idea where where did this come from so originally sketchy sermons, so I've started the actual account and that whole process here within the last year or two, but the whole thing started at church like six or seven years ago when I started taking notes of the sermons, like I would find myself kind of drifting and not really paying attention. Um, and, you know, back in the day, 20 years ago, they used to give you the cards where you'd like, you know, you'd wait for them to say the word and you'd fill it out. So <laughs> yeah. that would always kind of <laughs> occupy my time. That went away. Nobody does that anymore. So I found myself like, oh, man, I'm really not paying attention. I'm wondering what I'm going to have for lunch. So I started taking notes. Um, but even that was kind of a, a little uh, not super exciting until I started drawing along with the notes. Like I've always had a drawing bent. I'm not an illustrator. I've never uh, done anything professional with it. I'm not trained or anything like that. But I've always been more of a doodler. 
So I started incorporating that with my drawings and I ran across the style of art and note-taking called sketch notes, um, kind of started by Mike Rohde and just this idea of um, not capturing everything, but kind of capturing the big points and using illustrations and pictures to kind of bring it all together. Um, so I did that for a while, um, mostly in notebooks and whatnot. And then I started posting it online just because there was nothing else to post. Um, and it started, you know, people would react to it and talk about it and whatnot. Um, and so for a little while there, I started getting to the point where I was making these very elaborate sketch notes, like of sermons, you know, just full on, like, you know, here's all the points and the major topics and the Bible verses. But I found, and I got some good advice that that was a little too much for social media. Like, cause you really have to like, stop. Like it was almost a spectacle, like, wow, that's a lot of stuff. And you know, people would swipe past. Um, and I got some some good feedback, like you should really just boil it down to one thing for people to focus on or to, to look at. And that's where I'm kind of wound up now where I'm at the point where I'm making um, more of like quote sketches, like a single person with a single idea. Uh, lately, I've been writing captions to go along with it. And it's been it's been really good. It's helped me. You know, I went through this period of wanting to kind of refine the things I thought about, you know, I think it's really easy to kind of get into this mentality where it's like, well, I'm on this side or I'm on that side. And I just kind of adopt, you know, everything that comes along with the side. And I'm really been pushing against that. And sketchy sermons is almost my uh, avenue to do that. When I come across things where I'm like, huh, I never thought of things this way, or I never thought of things that way. It's kind of my way to put it out there in a way where people want to discuss it. So it's, it's been good as, as on, on Instagram is mostly where this all happens. Like I'll post the stuff other place, but you know, it doesn't really do anything, but you know, I've made some good friends and, and had some really good commentary and really kind of honed in on some thoughts that, you know, previously I didn't, you know, really focus on, but um, overall it's been good, you know, to finally get a place where I use social media to do something rather than just post, you know, pictures or whatever. So yeah, you, you have, I mean, it seems to me like people, you're well-received and people really enjoy the, the art. I know um, uh, I talked with, you sketched my friend Aaron and um, I remember having a conversation with him and he was like, it was just the coolest, you know, the coolest. <laughs> and I was like, man, like you've made it, you've made it now. You've got an illustration. Right. <laughs> Those are fun. The parts I like about those and his too, like people are very graceful with these because <laughs> like his, like after I was done, I was posted, oh, you're talking, it's Aaron Duvall, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I remember posting, I was like, I don't think this looks like him a hundred percent, but you know what? I did it with the right heart and hopefully it's received that way. <laughs> and he was, he was very cool about it. Like, like super nice. Yeah, absolutely. But did you think it would be as, um, when you started doing it, do you think it would be as well-received and like, did you think it would click with people or is that kind of surprised you? You know, I didn't honestly, and I'm not, I don't want to come across like I'm, uh, you know, an altruistic artistic monk, but I really didn't have just the idea of appealing to people when I started out. Um, you know, when I first began, and, and still now the discipline isn't necessarily the, the, the engagement or even the money aspect. Like I almost tried to keep money far away from sketchy sermons for a long time because I didn't want to kind of corrupt what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I still try not to do that now. That's, you know, I think when you go full in on, on these things sometimes, especially in that way, it kind of starts guiding what you want to post and what you don't want to post. So I tried to keep it really pure in the sense that 
like if I find something and it's got me thinking about it and it's interesting, I'm just going to put it up there and see what happens. And I think people have received it really well. I mean, I have to say, I feel like, you know, you know, I get detractors like anybody does on social media. Um, but people will come and they'll comment and they'll leave long comments, especially on Instagram. You get these paragraphs of like, here's what I think about this. And here's what I think about that. Um, so it's been, it's been a surprise for sure. Um, because I, I mean, when you first start out on any social media platform, right? It's like if you get one like from somebody you don't know, it's like, oh my gosh, somebody, somebody's recognized what I've done. Um, but no, it's been it's been really cool because by you know, overwhelmingly, people have been um, really supportive and really interested in what's going on. So it's no, it's it's been surprising that way because I kind of expected, especially with social media, you reach a point where people start coming at you with pitchforks. <laughs> We haven't gotten there yet, so thankfully it's it's going okay. So far, so good. Right. <laughs> yeah, you called it a, a you said it's a discipline, yeah. And um, like I think about I think about journaling. Like I'm into words and stuff. That sounds weird, but whatever. I'm into words and stuff. <laughs> said who says she's into words and stuff. I see journaling as like a spiritual discipline, and like when you do that, you're engaging multiple senses, and it helps implant the thought in your mind. So like if if you're like, that's science and stuff. I'm really doing great at these words, but (laughs) if you're having an auditory experience and then you take notes or journal, it adds at least more two more of the senses like sight because you're putting the words down. You made the words you hear something you can see and, and touch because you're using the tools with your hands to form the shapes of the letters or in your case, the pictures. And that like drives the message deeper. And also, you know, if you can cross the left, the left and right brain um, divide, you know, it helps drive that message deeper into yourself. So, so what you're doing, like you feel first and foremost is a way to like deepen your own faith and to enhance your own depth of knowledge. Is that how it feels to you? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, part of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell people the the whole point is is getting the post out. It's almost like my own self-imposed deadline of sorts. So the engagement and the likes and all that stuff is is cool and it's fun, but I've really gotten to the point where like just getting the thing done is the important part because it usually culminates from, you know, listening and paying attention, exploring the idea. There's there's definitely times of prayer before I post anything or before I wrote my captions where it's like what's my what's my heart on this? What's God saying? So it's, it's, it's almost set this unintentional deadline on myself to like, let's explore what, what God is saying in these different, different realms through these different people. Because without that, I mean, personally, I can, I can be a little more uh, dismissive, you know, like, like I, I would tend to be, you know, I'm one of those people who like on day one of like the, let's read the Bible in the year plan. Like, yes, I'm going to be in this hundred percent. And then, you know, the, the second month, you're like, look, all I got to do is read like eight books, and then I'll be caught up. And I, you know, <laughs> so, I, so what this has done is kind of given me that motivation to just stay in this, like stay in these words and stay in these topics and, and see what the Bible says about these things and pray about them, you know, like, so the discipline um, is almost the reward of the whole thing. Um, with the the commentary and the community and everything kind of being like the the cherry on top for sure yeah like you've you've made a meal and you serve it you know right yeah yeah exactly so does it and it does each one make you like hungry for another one 
Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, there, there's definitely times where I throw one out there where I'm like, oh, like, you, you know, like with any creative endeavor, I think you hit those walls every now and then where you're in. Sometimes it, it, it could be a little difficult because I'm drawing people like I don't I don't want them to think, you know, and, and sometimes they miss, you know, like I'll get those comments like like I appreciate you doing this, but um, I look like 30 pounds heavier in your picture than what I look like in real life, you know, so I, I there's some there's some constructive feedback that I get every now and that's a little painful and I have to, you know, take it. But yeah, I think, man, I totally diverted from the question so yeah the whole doing it like yeah i've gotten on a streak almost like that seinfeld thing where it's like you you do the x every day you do the x every day um and then you don't stop so it's like you get on the streak and you keep going and the discipline kind of re or the habit kind of reinforces itself mm. um so yeah i find myself like before especially you know it's it's really the combining everything that's really helped because if i would wake up like so my my routine for the most part was sketchy sermons i get up like five in the morning and from five to seven is kind of sketchy sermons time right so sometimes it's oh i gotta update my website or fulfill orders or something but almost 90 percent of the time it's drawing and i think if that was like oh i need to get up and study anatomy for two hours every day or i need to get up and like read my bible for two hours i think there would be a disconnect but like putting them together has like solidified this this habit that's I found very insightful to me very helpful but also you know just deepens my faith because I'm actually just staying in and doing it and staying in the fight so to speak yeah yeah Paul have you always been a drawer and art or you know into the arts like how did that because uh, I guess how did that end up meeting you know the idea of even I, mean, I know that you talked about the sketching and the sketch notes but like to even see this as something that could be useful, is it just an interest? Was it always just an interest of art, or did you intentionally go? I don't. I don't even know how my, what I'm trying to ask, but just like, how did you even get into into art? Was it something that you tried to hone in as part of the sketch notes, or was it something that you were already in? No, I mean, I definitely fell down the stairs with this and kind of landed on my feet at the at the bottom of it because there was no yeah a few years ago it was never like you know what I should do I should draw people I think I could really connect people with pseudo comic caricatures of them with things they say online like no it was kind of like I've always been a sketcher and I've always been a doodler and I've always been an appreciative of like comics and things like that like I'll I'll say on my account all the time, I'll reference different comics or being a, a 90s comic book kid, which was a big thing at that time. But nothing, I never, it was never professional. I never was trained in it. Thankfully, I didn't know art school existed when I got out of high school. Otherwise, I think I'd be still in crippling high school or college debt because <laughs> most colleges are super expensive. So I'm glad I did not fall down that rabbit hole. Sorry to any art majors out there. I, I, it's, <laughs> you've done a great thing. Just <laughs> it wasn't for me. Um, but no, no, I mean, it was totally organic. And, um, you know, really, I think that was the thing that was missing with any interest in art is that it didn't have that driving um, value system behind it. I don't know if value system is the right word, but it was, you know, once I matched art with my faith, then it kind of took on something else. Then it had a purpose to it. Um, cause up until that point, it was just something kind of fun, you know, like, Oh, I like to draw pictures and I'm going to draw a picture and, 
you know, it, it just, it didn't have anything behind it, you know? So once I was able to match it with deepening my faith, with learning more about God with, and, and it, and it's almost like fulfilled a desire to keep learning more, you know, kind of like you asked earlier, Sarah, like, does this keep spread? It's like, yeah, after, whenever I see something new that I never saw in the Bible before, like the, the other week or two, I've, I've got it written down on a sticky note here somewhere. And it just says Nephilim question mark. You know, you get these things in the Bible that you don't, you, you know, you don't hear preached on Sunday, you know, you kind of just run across. And then I'm like, so wait, there's like angels and people are coming together and making these beings and we're not, what is this? So it's like stuff like that. Um, you know, I'll read it. And it's like, I write it down, and I'm going to explore it later. But yeah, again, if I did, if I if I didn't have these two things together, like just as a matter of, of reading it, I don't know if I would be as interested. But the idea of like taking this thing, processing it, learning it, and then conveying it through art is super interesting to me. Like it's just mm -hmm. totally like lit me up in that way. Yeah, I guess I have a two part question. One, how do you choose who you're you're going to sketch? Like. And then the, I guess the other question that is part of that is like, do you ever run out of material, you know, or like, how do you, how do you even keep up with the material? Like, are you listening to sermons just constantly? Are you, you know, watching tweet threads just, you know, <laughs> all the time? Yeah. Uh, there, there was a short time last year where I had the feeling like, like I, I hit the end, like, that's it. There's no more there's no more people, there's no more nothing. And then I caught, you know, you catch these threads of people kind of like with Aaron, um, you know, you, you, you find somebody somehow, and then they've got this whole thread of friends that they're retweeting and following, you know, just this never ending supply of authors and um, pastors and sermons. So yeah, it's like the, the amount of content out there is insane. Like, I don't think I could ever actually run out of content. My process now generally is, um, depending on what's going on with social media, you know, I, I snapshot a lot of things that people are talking about, you know, and, and sometimes I try not to be too topic based, you know, I know there's a whole community of, uh, like Christian reaction people, you know, <laughs> so I try not to go down that way. Um, but I look for information that people are putting out there that is either encouraging or, um, furthering a message of sort. I try not to do like the negative side, like I'm not, I'm not here to call anybody out or to, um, you know, put anybody down or anything like that. Um, but basically right now, my, my unrefined process is I took all that stuff and I throw it in a folder. And if I'm, I think I've got like a few hundred now. So, I mean, literally if I did no more mining of information, I'd be good. <laughs> like for the next year, <laughs> I've got, I got content, like I'm good. Yeah. So, um, you know, depending on what's going on, some, like the one I posted yesterday was Jaron Myers about the, um, the TikTok, the algorithm, that one, one was just so funny and ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just, you're going to the front of the line. I'm sorry. Here we go. So yeah, <laughs> let's absolutely. talk about it. My, my friend actually showed me that TikTok in the car yesterday. Not that I was looking at a screen while I was driving. It's not, that's not how that worked, but um, he did pull <laughs> up the TikTok um, as the passenger and it started playing and I was like, hold up when we get to a parking spot and are not driving, I will show you how you, how you Paul illustrated it. And she was like, Whoa, that's so cool. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That that's, oh. that's so cool. And that, that comes together. I, I mean, I try not to be too 
flavor of the day with what I'm talking about. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, that seemed to be a thing where I was like, I don't know, I think social media is here, we need to, we should probably talk about this more because the whole like, like, just don't participate in social media ain't, ain't happening. So yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Say it louder for the people in the back. Come on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Run that back, Paul. Say that again. Say yeah. it loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so speaking of, of your sketch and, and your feed, today's sketch was um, Felicia Masonheimer and her response to the Chosen series. Um, and so I, I want to read that really quickly. Um, just the, the quote that you pulled was, there is no sin in dramatizing biblical storylines to spread the gospel and create starting points for discussion. But there is a responsibility to teach watchers how to study the Bible on their own and not depend on media as their main source of Bible knowledge. First of all, I think that's a, a, a pretty powerful quote um, and uh, just love, I think, the, the nuance of like, there's nothing wrong with this What's wrong is what we do with it and, and what we allow it to be as creators, but then also as, as those who will herald, um, right? As, as those who will give platform to media. And so you, you go on to talk about how art, you can easily alter the subject of the work of art to present our own ideas of who or what the subject should be. And I think the heart of your post here is that the subject of your post is not the people in the picture, but rather the subject of your post is Jesus. You finish in your post uh, asserting something. I, I just want to read it uh, again from the post. So you say, Paul, for my comic book nerds, we know that Batman doesn't kill. He doesn't always do what is right, but he does not kill. And we know this because we, we read the source. There are hundreds of stories of Batman, and we know where he comes from. We know why he does what he does, and we know why he does not kill. When we violate this, and you mentioned the killing joke, um, we violate who Batman is. It's not edgy, and it's not different because it's not Batman. In that same manner... Felicia points out here, we need to understand who Jesus is to fully appreciate seeing him in situations we haven't seen him in. Biblical art should not just consist of replaying scenarios, but of understanding the character of Jesus. It's a wonder to explore how Jesus would have interacted with children. It's a wonder to see him actually making things with his hands. We can't help but make art about him. We get to slow down and enjoy a story with the God of the universe in a way that honors him, because hopefully we've done the work to get to know him. But we can't get there, though, if we don't know who he is, and we can't find out about who he is unless we study his word. I, can you just, can you tell us a little bit more about that and, and some of the heart behind that and how you strive to be faithful to your subject as creator of biblical art? Hmm. So my thinking behind that, specifically with the chosen, I think you know, it's a it's it's a strange world because anytime you put out anything that people care about, they mm -hmm. will come at you, <laughs> like pretty hard. <laughs> so the 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 thing I always hear about the chosen is is people pull out their Bibles and they're just like 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 
the Bible says nothing about Jesus, you know, teaching these kids in the forest. Like, why is this in the show? Mm. And the whole thing behind art is we're not writing document. We're not writing documentation here, right? Like we're not, you know, we're, we're taking the essence of somebody and we're imagining them in different situations. Oh, you know, and that's, it's to an extent, almost what I do with my art. You know, I take these people who say these things, I take them out of their usual context and put them in like a comic book form almost. Um, I do the same thing. I, I, I'm, I'm working on a series. I did one before of uh, Women of the Old Testament and I didn't really care about, I shouldn't say not care. That sounds so crass. I wasn't concerned <laughs> with the actual dress and the manner. It was almost like a fantasy viewing. Like this is what women in the Old Testament would look like. Um, and, and I wanted to do it in a way that um, lifted up who they were and what they did and didn't necessarily focus on, well, women of that day wouldn't wear that or women of the day wouldn't look like that. Because I think it was, that's the artistic expression. And I think that same thing we see everywhere. And I bring up comics because there's so much Christian allegory, especially in the good comics, you know, the ones that are like, oh, this is the, the pinnacle of, of comics. I mentioned Batman because he's an easy one. But, you know, if you don't see the Jesus allegory in Superman, you know, a man, a man sent from another world with godlike powers that, you know, can do no wrong, is concerned with justice and is here to save mankind. It's like, gee, where, where have I heard that one before? Yeah. So I think, you know, as it, as humans, we, you know, we see this everywhere. We can't help but create. We're trying, you know, it's, it's like with your kids, it's like they can't help but make stuff, especially when they're younger before they get discouraged from, you know, art and from, from doing different things. Um, and I feel like the critics forget that. It's like they want to poke holes and they want to shoot down and they want to, you know, kind of get at you. Um, and, and I'm like, Christ created us to do all this stuff, to make him. And, and there's, honor and beauty in knowing who he is and expressing it through the mediums that he gave us. So I, you know, I, I don't want to go down the road of where um, we, we forget the Bible though, because <laughs> I think it's easy sometimes almost like the whole like worship the creation, not the creator. Like you can go down this road where you consume and I'm guilty of this too, where you consume all this extra media, right? Like I'm consuming all these Bible studies and I'm consuming all this other work, and I'm getting an abstraction of the Bible, but I'm not getting the actual Bible. And that's where a quote like that really sets deep with me, because it's like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go back to the source. Like, I don't have to rely on what people say all the time. Like, I can go read what the word says, and I could do my own work to figure it out and to know who he is, especially if I'm in the habit of creating art. So yeah, that, that quote, I actually captured that a long time ago. I don't remember when she did. I think it was last year sometime when I think the season season two of the chosen came out, but um, I don't know. It seemed like the one for today, I had it on the schedule. So I was like, well, we're, we're going with it. <laughs> Here we go. So the, the faithfulness to, to the subject, to, to Jesus, and also the faithfulness to the subject that you were, that you were actively drawing are both pretty interesting to think about as they apply to how social media generally behaves. There are a lot of people who, want to present a message about Christianity, but it is very much, they're presenting a theological distinctive about their denomination. The line, the, the back and forth between, you know, well, this isn't an, an imagined person. Like you talked about the Old Testament when this is an imagined person. Do I, do I want to go with as I imagine them or does it matter that 
they look as they would have looked. And um, so you have two spaces where um, social media impacts the faithfulness to the message and the faithfulness to the image. And I mean, one is that, um, you know, I can't remember if you said this before we were recording or, or while we were recording that you might get feedback that people are like, I um, am skinnier than that. Um, <laughs> and I promise you, I am skinnier on Instagram than I am in real life. You know, and I think probably 90% of people on Instagram are skinnier than they are walking around because they <laughs> were, were being trained like Pavlov's dogs to find our angles and find the light, you know? Right. To present an image that is maybe not exactly faithful to what's walking around, you know, in our day to day. Because as we were preparing for this, I was looking at, you know, who is Paul? Who does he represent? And what what is the the main, am I going to sit down with Paul and he's going to inform me about the way my theological distinctives are off base because they're not his theological distinctives, but you don't seem to aim for one particular theological distinctive. Right. So how are you choosing these people and how do you, where a lot of people are not stepping outside of that, like how do you, I'm, I'm assuming you have things that you say, this is what I believe theologically. So how do you step outside of that and say, this is what I believe about the larger? Yeah. So um, it's intentional. I try not to be, I try to specifically go to both sides and that's bit me before. Like I get, I get in trouble every now and then, but I, tr I try not to just stick with one side. You know, there, there's the, I, I don't want to be a universalist, right? So I'm not like one, of, I'm not a kind of person that's like, well, everybody's truth is their own and they can come up like, mm -mm, like I'm not there. I'm more of the bent, like, like we all agree on the big thing, right? Like, like we are depraved and unable to save ourselves. Jesus Christ was Lord, came down, died, was rose again, you know, made the sacrifice. Like if we're all on that same page, like we could talk about everything else. <laughs> like I'm interested to hear. So like you said, if, if you and I sat down, I would probably just be more interested in hearing what you think. And then like, I would be good with that. Like, I'm okay with people having different opinions and coming to different conclusions and them doing what, what they think is right. So I, again, I don't, I don't necessarily go down the road of universalism where it's like, everything's right. And, and I don't think it is. And there are things that I have stronger opinions on. I think it's more productive for me, especially on social media, uh, to talk about things that are more core, you know, and and to focus not necessarily on people, but a lot of times what they're saying, because it's, I, I do jump across the aisle a lot. Like I'll have Paul Washer on, and then I'll have like Robert Madu. And it's like, you know, there's these figures that are kind of lightning rods. Although I do, I do have an unwritten rule that uh, no Furtick and no MacArthur. So I think, because both of them, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what the quote would be. Like, you got your opinion made and you know, whatever, yeah. like it's, uh, I feel like people are kind of looking to like, like what side are you on as quickly as I can, let me put you on that side. So then I can attribute all these principles of this side to you and what you're saying. And I think that's a horrible way <laughs> to engage with things, but that's how it is online. So, so no, I, I purposely try to seek out people in different denominations and different sides and hear the things they say. I try not to do too much. I mean, I do some research. Sometimes I'll pull a quote and I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And then after some more research, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to 
you know, go down this road with this person. So, so that does happen from time to time, but yeah, no. So I, man, I'm sorry. I think I lost your question. <laughs> no, it's perfect. No, I think, yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I get that a lot. Like, you know, where it's like, you don't really spit to one side or the other. And, and, and I think that's part of, part of the journey with sketchy sermons. And that's what really started getting me viewing other people's stuff is because I didn't want to just take everything at whole cloth on one side. Like I wanted to figure out things for myself. And I think it's more interesting when there's a lot more nuance in our positions and understanding how people feel about different things. And then there's that just, you know, that whole commandment, like we're not, we're not supposed to be <laughs> calling people out the way we do. I'm not saying there's never a time to call somebody apostate or a heretic, but it's certainly not over secondary or tertiary issues for sure. Mm. I know the thing going around this week was the the Douglas Wilson stuff, which is, you know, everybody's got their own thoughts on it, but it's like, man, the, the bombs being slung back and forth. It was like, this is not like brothers and sisters in Christ dealing with each other <laughs> with kindness and love. Like this is just war. Like what is going on for sure? Yeah. 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 One of the, the things um, I am, I can't draw for anything. Um, I can't uh, paint you know, the, these things that we think about, uh, that's art, right? Sculpting. And, you know, we, we kind of go straight there <clears throat> for me. And this is one, one of our first episodes. I mentioned that, like, I like music and I like putting together stuff. One of the kind I have artist friends, right. And, and work alongside a lot of artist friends. And one of the things that I love that, that is often put before us in conversation is it's not up to me to tell someone what to think about a piece, you know, um, like I can, I can have intention behind it, but I can't just force that intent intended meaning to someone like they're going to see it, interpret it, process it through their life experience, their life understanding and then be able to, to share something else about it. And I think that's what I like about, your post is that there is intention so it's not just haphazardly throwing things up there is let me explore this thought share some things here's an image to capture that and then there there's still space for what do you think what what about you you know like how do you interpret that and then the, of course discussion happens and when there's open discussion, I think it allows, and you, you just said this, but it allows for, um, I think, a fuller expression of the actual idea. And, and specifically in this context, an open expression and, and a fuller expression of who Jesus is and how he would think about different topics and, and explore different topics. And of course, we would be foolish to say, okay, this one post about media, or let's go back to the social media algorithm post, one post about it is going to tell you everything you need to know about how Jesus would specifically speak to social media algorithm, TikTok algorithm. That We would be foolish to say that. And so I, I think that is something that I, I do appreciate about your art and, and your the intentionality behind it as well. Oh, thanks. Well, thanks for thanks for saying that. I will say it was interesting. You mentioned music. You're like, I'm not an artist. I just make music. <laughs> and it's like, you know, which is not something I can do. 
Um, but I like the way, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the verb pipe from the nineties, like they wrote yes. the freshman and yes. I'm a huge fan. Hector was a baby. He didn't listen. It was not was his baby. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I, I like my music knowledge cut off like 1999, December 31st at 11:59 PM. Um, but they say something that, that speaks to your point. Um, it's Brian Vanderark, the, 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 the songwriter. He's like, when, you know, when I'm writing the song and I'm making it, it's mine. But when I put it out there, it belongs to you. Like it's yours because yeah. whatever, you know, like with his song, the freshman, when people talk about it, they're not like, Oh, I love the construction. And I love the, this it's always, you know, that song played when I was at a dark time in 1994 and blah, 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 or, you know, whatever. Um, but it's theirs now. And I kind of feel the same way with mine. Obviously, it's, it, they don't hit as hard as a song will. I think sometimes music, you know, can can deliver a stronger punch sometimes. But yeah, the, how somebody feels about it or how they receive it, you know, is theirs. And that's why I don't, you know, like, I don't discourage the commentary on my page at all, especially when it's negative. You know, sometimes I have a bad take and people take it that way and they let me know <laughs> why it is. But it's all information. It's all feelings. And I, and I appreciate people taking the time to say and do that because yeah the, the people's reaction to the art and the idea are very important to me because it it helps shape how i feel about those things you know i don't know if i would arrive to the same conclusions about some things if i was isolated and just you know thinking on it on my own for sure yeah yeah i was thinking like i thought as i've looked at what you're doing for this era or for even like I mean, it's, it's online. So like what you, what you're doing is basically like stained glass for online, you know, hmm. and the, and the purpose of stained glass, those, those beautiful things that, you know, were done all those years ago is purpose was not just to be like, this is cool. I made this really cool thing. It was to drive you to the story. It was to drive you into, you know, they have this in the, the old churches and it's like, you know, the point was to draw you in to the word and to, so the art in itself was a motivating piece of discipleship yeah yeah absolutely i mean that was one th you know and that's one of those art history topics when you look into it's super interesting especially when you go to museums and you see like the sculpture and the paintings and the work it's like it's almost like a history project like here is our life and here's what's going on and i think we miss some of that today like like, you know, our, our social media presence and everything we put there is kind of what's left, you know, afterwards. So yeah. I don't know, it, it, there's a there's a real interesting question for sure, along with online church and virtual church and all that stuff. Like what happens to all of this content we've made a couple hundred years from now? Like, <laughs> like whose responsibility is it to carry this on? Like, is it even going to exist? So yeah, there's some, there's some interesting questions there for sure. Hmm. Yeah. I think it goes to a uh, um, a very plain looking building in Northern Virginia, and it will stay there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's cataloged right next to yeah. Yeah. Right, where in Indiana Jones, right where they put the ark. Like someday it'll just be like a small disc. Like here's all the sketchy sermon stuff. We'll just <laughs> <laughs> just put it right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's National Treasure Five, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cage will come looking for it. Anyway, oh. in 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 hundreds of years, people will eat colors, and um, <laughs> so 
it'll just be a whole different world. Maybe right. Live on the moon. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. So Sarah, do you have any other questions? I, I did. I wanted to like, we always want to encourage people to try stuff and to do stuff. A lot of social media, at least from, I'm, for someone who started off this conversation saying, I'm really into word stuff. I've really done a poor job of using my word <laughs> today. No, your, word, like your word stuff is great. It's good. Yeah, it's good word, word stuff. stuff. It's good word. <laughs> so, well, anyway, well, <laughs> art stuff and word stuff. Um, but anyway, like there, there are people out there. I have friends, like Hector said, I know an artist. I have an artist friend. I have a friend who's an artist. Um, and they like want to use that to express their faith and to communicate a message to others. Um, and your stuff really stands out. Like you're scrolling and you're like, you might be on Instagram and it's like someone's kids and someone's puppies and a sunrise and someone's dinner and a happy group of girls jumping, you know, and then here comes your piece and it stands out. And so we want to encourage people to try stuff. We don't want people to be like, hey, I will now be sketchy sermon spinoff, you know? And so like, how would you encourage people who have that artistic drive and that artistic nature to identify their unique voice to stand out and deliver? Mm, that's an interesting question for sure. I mean, it, it kind of speaks to, to what I said earlier, where I didn't, where I'm at now is not where I envisioned I would be a few years ago. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be at the point where I'm just drawing people and quotes on on Instagram for sure. I think a lot of people get hung up, uh, number one on the on church structure itself, because they're like, well, if I don't fit somewhere in my church, then I don't have anything to do with my art. And 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 I don't blame churches at all for this because they're they got a million other things going on. But if somebody's like, oh, I'm a musician, and it's like, well, have you heard about our worship team? Like we can fit yeah. in right here. Or artists a lot of times like, oh, you'd be great in the children's ministry. Let, let's get you back there drawing pictures with them. And I think art is is way more multifaceted than that. We've kind of lost our way in some sense where we used to be fiction writers and you know local artists and musicians and whatnot. Like all of that kind of happens online now. So I would encourage people, it's not even the type of art you create. I think if you focus on the 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 output is the problem. If you just focus on the input, that's the big deal. Like I didn't arrive here because I had this plan and I arrived here. I arrived here because every day I was working and it morphed into what it is now. So I almost would caution people like you really can't predict, you know, if you make it a habit. And, and I think the important part, like I said, is combining my faith with my art until I did that. Both of them were kind of stagnant. Right. But when I put them together and I worked on it, I arrived where I'm at now. And the crazy part is like, I have no idea where I'm going to be three years from now. I am almost guaranteed just from watching other people that I'm not going to be in the same place. Like if I stay at it and I keep doing this, and I don't mean that like a prosperity gospel kind of sense. Like if I keep at this, I'm going to succeed. All I know is if I keep at this, I will be somewhere different <laughs> than I am now. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of times, you know, almost like I was saying earlier too, with like the money and the um, I, I don't mean the money, like all the money that's raining on me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean it that way. <laughs> I just mean a lot of times we can get in this like side hustle mentality where it's like, oh, I'm going to start like I'm going to start a sketchy sermons and I'm going to charge for caricatures and I'm going to 
it's like that clouds everything. It's like just like I was saying, the discipline part of it. If you want to do something with your art, like just start doing something with your art, mm. set small goals. That was like when I first started, I wasn't going five days a week. It started out once a week. Like, like my goal with myself was once a week, I'm going to sketch out my sermon notes and I'm going to post them online. And then after a year, I had 52 posts. Um, but it grew pretty quickly from there because it was it was enjoyable and I was enjoying it and I didn't want to wait till Sunday to make another post. So it was like, all right, well, maybe I could do two posts and then maybe I could mm -hmm. do three. So um, it's almost that like action begets action kind of thing. Like you just got to start rolling with it. And if you do it prayerfully with the right heart, God sees that. I believe he sees that. And he and I don't. And, and when I say he rewards it again, he doesn't reward it with money. <laughs> He doesn't necessarily, you know, there's no promise of money at the end of this, but I think there is something much more rewarding than money to be found yeah. with it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. As you were talking, you reminded me last night, my uh, my small group, <clears throat> excuse me, my small group, we were talking about the story of David and Goliath, and just kind of one of the things that came out of that was, you know, David's pretty pretty bold, you know, when he comes face to face with Goliath. But you think about like his statement of like, no, I like to Saul, like, no, I fought bears and I fought lions with my hands. It is it, really, we can take that at face value and go, oh, he's just, he's just saying like, how strong am I? But really what he's, what he's saying is like, look, my life has been this thing day in, day out, tending to the sheep. This is my life to, to ward off those who would attack the things that are precious to me, Right. Goliath isn't just, you know, hey, I'm strong and I'll kill you. Goliath has put forth this ultimatum, like someone come down and fight and then whoever loses has to bow to the other kingdom. And he's really putting up, um, you know, against the army, you know, got like the Israelite army, like, hey, you're either strong and the God you serve is strong or you're going to be killed by this giant man right? And you will serve our nation. And he's putting God's reputation on the line. And so then David is infuriated by that and says, what do you, why would no one go down there? Because he knows God, he, he sees God, and he sees God's provision and protection day to day. And that's where, why he's able to come into that moment. Not because he's this alpha male, ready to kill, ready to go, right? Like that is not who he is at this point. It is because he's been faithful to where God has placed him, what God has done. And obviously there was anointing on him, but seeing that like he he was ready because he'd stayed disciplined in his craft and it, it caused him to be ready. And, and that's how he saw this moment. Um, I think we can kind of look at that moment and go, well, that's that's what I need to go towards. I need to be ready and have that kind of faith, that kind of um, just boldness in everything I do. And it's like, well, no, like David wasn't going out there going, all right, where's the lion? You know, I got to find a lion today to kill so that I can keep my streak going. He was just like, I'm just going to tend to my sheep and do my job. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, and when that moment comes, obviously. And so these moments of create, you know, of God pulling through for him and, and sparing his life and he's fighting lions and fighting bears and that confidence that builds from that. But it was moment by moment by moment. Um, it wasn't this, like, I'm going to muster it up and just do it every day because if I don't do it, then I'm not good enough, faithful enough. God isn't good enough. It's just, I'm going to be faithful to what's in front of me. Um, yeah. 
it just reminded me of that as you were speaking about like art and discipline and, and the purpose and intention behind it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's a, that's a beautiful way to, to sum it up for sure. I think, and I think people miss that story. I, I don't know. A lot of times I feel <laughs> I have a, I have a, I did a post not too long ago from, uh, oh my gosh, I, I totally can't remember his name, but it was basically like, let's stop telling kids stories about the Bible. Let's teach them the Bible. Like if they can understand geometry and algebra and all those other stuff, they can handle the truth of the Bible. And I think that story in particular, David and Goliath is notorious for being taught to kids in this like very basic, simple way. And you don't hear the, like the part that you said, it's like, oh, he lived this like really difficult disciplined life that it was really hard because from everything i've heard about being a shepherd that time it was super boring like it was like the most awful work like i don't you know nowadays yeah. like gosh was he out there with his phone like it would have been <laughs> awful but to hear like oh yeah no before before he fought goliath like he fought bears and lions and, and all that other stuff so no i love Every time I hear that story, biblically, I get more out of it. So no, thank you for <laughs> presenting it that way. So we have our last two questions. We ask these questions every week. And um, so our first one, we want to talk about failure. So we <laughs> want to know a time that you were um, doing what you do and it did not go over well, or somebody got mad about it, or it blew up in your face, or it wasn't received the way you intended it. And what did you learn from that? Wow. Uh, so I knew this question was coming. <laughs> I was like, which one do I choose? Which one? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the one that, that you can learn from, because <laughs> there's there's definitely the ones where I mess up, right? Like I draw somebody and it's just it doesn't hit the mark. And usually most of it's, uh, every time it's ended very kindly, like they've either pointed it out like, hey, I don't look like this. I this is kind of a weird, you know, and I get it and, and I'll offer to redo it again. Like that was not interesting. The one time that caused me a lot of stress was I, so I didn't realize SBC politics was a thing like the ELRC and all that thing. Like as a lay Christian, I don't think you get involved with like all of this stuff. Um, so at one point I had gotten a commission from the SBC to draw a picture of Ed Litton, who was the president at the time. I don't know if he's still the president. Not really is it realizing that the same week I did a picture of Russell Moore and I didn't realize there was this like problem. So I, I ran into this situation where the SBC like, like tweeted out this picture that I did. And then people were like quote tweeting the Russell Moore picture. And it was like, and then all these, I didn't realize there was like fake accounts of everybody. So like, <laughs> fake Ed Litton and fake Russell Moore were like just beating each other up and using it was so stressful. <laughs> like I can't, it was as close as I've gotten to like a controversy. Um, and it did not, it did not feel good to have my art used as a weapon, right? Mm -hmm. Like I like it as a tool, but as a weapon, it was like, Oh, this is not a good feeling. So, um, in saying that, I try to do a little research now when when I draw people, you know, just to make sure there's not like competing instances. Uh, but I don't know, you know, it, I say that like there's two people now, I won't say who they are, who are diametrically opposed. And I almost want to draw them like together, <laughs> like 
because I, I I used to do this a lot. I don't do it as much anymore, but I would have the swipeable pictures where they're actually two separate pictures, but they can be put together mm -hmm. as one. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, man, how could I combine these two in such a way where they're saying the same thing? Um, but obviously they're, you know, I don't want to say enemies. But no, they are probably enemies. So I don't know. So I'm still learning to navigate that, to navigate politics a little bit. Um, to be a little more mindful of reading the room before I, you know, either take on a commission or draw a picture. Um, fortunately, it's never blown up beyond that. I mean, that one was more Twitter outrage. I don't, you know, looking back on it, it's not a big deal. At the moment, though, it was super stressful. Like I did not like being involved in any kind of controversy. So like, if I'm going to be involved in a controversy, I'd rather be at something that I have a strong voice on or a strong opinion, not a mistake. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, that would probably be my, see, I don't even want, yeah, yeah. As far as failure goes, that one, that one was, uh, was not good. I didn't enjoy mm. that. Did you just wait it out? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, so I don't, my, my general rule is I don't really engage in the controversy, you know? So when that was going on, you know, if I had something beneficial to say, I probably would have, but it degraded pretty quick. The only, the only time I've ever actually like really engaged with the troll i had one time where somebody took my drawings and like stripped out the words and then like added their own words and it was really awful it was like like i wish blah 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 would teach the real gospel or you know how people do that's the only time where i'll really jump in there and be like this is inappropriate <laughs> like, yeah. please don't use my art to beat up on somebody else um yeah generally generally i i let people like like, hey, if you came here to say something, as long as you're not directly attacking people, um, you know, I don't like that when people, you know, jump on and are mean to somebody else. But, um, but yeah, yeah, if they're mean to me, I just let it go. It's fine. You gotta, you gotta have your say. You know, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, what about <clears throat> what about a time, Paul, where as you are posting sketchy sermons or someone's interacting with sketchy sermons? Because, you know, you talk about you're seeing all this conversation happening and it's helpful for you as well. But what is a moment that sticks out to you that where you saw this ministry go really well or impact you as well to, to continue in this ministry? Man, um, that's a hard one because it's not, I don't think there is a single shining moment but mm -hmm. but day by day i mean people have been really encouraging to me you know I, I think i i know social media gets a bad rap sometimes it's oh it's all just filters and you know anger but people have been super encouraging so day by day when you get those comments that are like man i really appreciate this or or thank you or you know thanks for saying that um or you know like 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 you said with aaron where people are like look, so-and-so, you made it, like, like, their friends will tag them, you know, and be like, hey, you made it, <laughs> like, that's always kind of a fun, like, like, oh, wow, man, how cool is that, like, hooray, you made it, <laughs> so yeah. I, don't, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a day by day thing, um, and it's really brought out the, the, the kindness in God's kingdom for me, for sure, because just, like I said, just random people, you don't know, we don't have a relationship, but they, you know, take the time, not only to, to like something, but to share it or leave a comment or send a nice DM. So um, yeah, it's, it's a day by day, 
day by day thing for sure. And 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 when and here's the, the big part is like I said, a, a lot of this is me thinking through and praying and trying to figure out my thoughts on things. It's really nice to get to the place where you feel comfortable with your thoughts. Like I don't I don't know if that makes sense in the way I'm saying it, but I used to have a lot of strong opinions about things, but would fall apart pretty quickly, right? <laughs> when you, well, what about this or what about that? And and it's nice to have God put something on your heart and to know why you feel the way you feel about something and not just have it prescribe you because it's your side, right? Like, well, I'm on the side, this should be how I feel about this. So no, I, I, I don't think there's been a pinnacle like, oh my gosh, I made it because, because this thing happened. It's really been a day-by-day thing for sure. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. Paul, thank you so much for, for your time. Um, before we sign off, where can people find you online? Yeah, so I'm on uh, almost all like the major social media platforms. I'm at Sketchy Sermons, mostly active on Instagram. I have a website that I don't keep updated too much, but I sell stickers and stuff like that on. Um, I really need to figure out (laughs) what to do over there. But if you want to reach me primarily, I'm most active on Instagram. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Paul. Yeah, thank you guys. Hector, it's nice meeting you, Sarah. Great. Good meeting you guys. So this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pocket Pulpit, and we'll see you next week.